Hi, I'm Jennifer Ackerman Haywood, and you're listening to the Craft Sanity Podcast, a weekly interview show about art, craft, and creativity. I produce it in the hope that it will help all of us live long and crafty lives. This episode of Craft Sanity is brought to you by ConnectingThreads.com, an online supplier of affordable quilting fabric tools, patterns, and other supplies. Visit the website and download free beginner quilting patterns at www.ConnectingThreads.com. Quilting fabric starts at $5.96 a yard. So let's get to it, folks. It's time to craft sanity. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 83 of the Craft Sanity Podcast. This week, I'm happy to bring you a conversation that I had recently with Don DeVries Sokol. We talked about her first book, Personal Pages and Inspirations, A Thousand Artist Journal Pages. This is a really great book. Don put a call out to collect artist journal pages, then compiled a thousand of them. Some artists have more than one in this book, and Don even has a few of her own. Some people painted, some people used ink, pen, and others used a lot of text. Others didn't use really any text. I haven't done a whole lot of art journaling. I've done some. I want to do more. But one of the great things about this book is it's really inspiring, and you open it, and it seems like every time I open it, I notice something I didn't notice before. Even though this isn't a book, though, that you sit down and has chapters and you would think would take a whole lot of your time, um, I've I've gotten sucked into it a few times, so I've kind of had to hide it from myself (laughs) so I can actually get work done. Dawn is 39. She lives out in Tempe, Arizona, and now she's kind of migrated completely from journalism into design work for book publishers and this is her a thousand journals is her first book so uh this week i'd encourage you to maybe grab a blank piece of paper and some magazines and some scissors and some glue and your markers or your kids markers maybe some paint and while you listen maybe you'll be inspired to start journaling something that's going on in your life right now Oh, and one other thing. For my after show, that is going to be actually a conversation, a mini interview I did with Beth Williams. She's the editor of Memory Makers magazine. And I met her here in Grand Rapids uh, not long ago at the scrapbooking convention that was here in town in July. It's kind of related to art journaling because a lot of people are taking an art journaling approach to scrapbooking. And also stick around after my conversation with Don to find out how you can win a copy of A Thousand Artist Journal Pages. So, okay, without further ado, let's get to that conversation with Don. So if you want to take us back to your artistic roots, I think that'd be fabulous. You know, I really didn't have a lot of art education when I was growing up. My brother was the one who was pegged the artist, and I was, I was basically pegged the writer in my family. But we did a lot of crafts. You know, we, we did a lot of uh, embroidery, and um, I, I know I, I went through a cross-stitch phase for a while. I remember that really well. My mom taught me to knit. So I did a lot of different things like that, macrame. And my mom went to ceramic classes a lot. I remember when I was a kid growing up in Michigan. My mom was huge into ceramics, like, yeah. for a while there, in Michigan. So Yeah, and yeah. Could... it seems like a, a like a thing there. I don't know what it is. So where where in Michigan did you live? I grew up um, somewhat in um, near Kalamazoo. I was okay. in Portage. Yeah. So, yeah. So... Um, my mom did like she she made me like a cheerleader, you know. And my brother had a football player, and she had uh, she did like a whole nativity scene, you know, and mm-hmm. and the the Christmas tree that had the little lights in it. And, <laughs> yeah, my mom I made mean, one of those too. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean it was just it was that was a big thing, and so you know she was really she was really craft inclined, and 
you know, really liked to have me, you know, do that kind of stuff, and I was happy to learn. But it wasn't really until I, I graduated with a journalism degree from Arizona State University in 1992. And it wasn't really until, well, I guess, I mean, I started out in newspapers. I, I was on the copy desk, and I edited a lot of stories and got onto a copy desk that basically you design pages as well. So mm-hmm. I kind of um, picked up the, the newspaper you know, design end of things and started getting into it and really doing special sections and really enjoying that. And I crossed over into magazines um, eventually um, and art directed for a custom publisher here in Phoenix and then moved on to America, art directing America West Airlines magazine, which I really enjoyed for probably about, I think it was like three years. In the meantime, I had started to design books in my spare time, and then I, you know, I eventually just gravitated toward that into a full-time job. So the, the art thing, it was really funny because the art thing kind of you know, stemmed from the design, really. It was, it was kind of a, a strange kind of progression, but I remember I, was, I came across rubber stamping, and I found a store here in, in the Phoenix area that was just incredible. I walked into it, and I was like, oh, wow, just you know, it was like my jaw dropped and I just <laughs> knew that that, you know, I wanted to do something with paper crafts or paper arts. And so um, I started taking a ton of different, you know, classes there, the different jewelry stuff. They had precious metal clay and they, you know, I mean, they did all different kinds of things. And eventually I came across Art Fest, which is a, an art retreat founded by Tisha and Tracy Moore up in Washington State. And I was exposed there to their art journaling. And at first, I didn't quite get it. I didn't understand why would you why would you want to do something that you eventually would like no one would see, you know? But they really do let people really look through their books, and they and Tisha has a lot of her pages online, um, and so does Tracy actually. So it it just really it didn't it didn't quite grab me at first, but it was kind of funny. All the reasons that I kind of thought were strange for not, you know, that, that I, the reasons that I didn't want to do it were eventually reasons that I did do it. Interesting. And, and how yeah. long ago was that when you first got a taste of art journaling? Um, it was probably, it was probably about five years ago. Yeah. And so, um, a couple of years ago I took one of Tisha's workshops and she doesn't teach very often. She, she would rather, I mean, she loves to teach, but she puts together Art Fest and Art Fiber Fest, so she's always so busy with those that she doesn't really have as much time as she liked to. I think her and her husband are starting to do a lot more teaching now. Um, but I took a class that was actually here um, in Tempe, and I really I enjoyed it, but I still wasn't, still wasn't quite sure. I tried to do some journaling on my own when I went to San Francisco that year, and it just kind of... It was kind of, I was still uncertain, and then it all really clicked, though, when I took this online class with Shamel Lane. She has a website where she, or her blog, and then her website, but she offers, like, these online classes, and it was a Christmas journaling class, and I thought, oh, my gosh, that, that would just be so awesome, because I, you know, I was kind of, I had kind of drifted out of the, the Christmas spirit. I really used to love Christmas, and my father passed away in 2001, so I hadn't really been into it as much, you know. And and so I thought, ooh, this, you know, I'll I'll get into journaling, and I'll (laughs) maybe gather that, you know, grab that Christmas spirit back that I haven't really felt for a while. And it was cool, because it was like a daily prompt that she would send out, and there was a discussion group, and you would, you know, you would expose others to your pages and stuff, and, and it was just so cool. There was there were a lot of scrappers um, in the group, but there were some art journalers, and we learned from each other. You know, we and it, and it was just that 
every day, you know, kind of thing, I, I kind of found that I really like to do the lettering and the doodling and um, kind of found my own way of, of doing my pages. And you clearly in the last five years have gone from, eh, I don't know if this is for me to, this is totally for me. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I went from one extreme totally to the other. Yeah. I, mean, I love art journaling. It's, it's, basically to the point where I, when I put my studio together last year, I, I finally decided to combine my office and my studio because they seem to be kind of going, you know, kind of melding together more and more in my work and my art. So I, I basically went through and I, you know, I had to kind of whittle down these rooms, you know, because there was just so much stuff. I had gathered so many things from all my past kind of crafting experiences. And um, so I kind of determined at that point, you know, what I was really going to focus on. And I decided art journaling. I kept my soldering tools because I do like to solder jewelry and ornaments once in a while and um, crochet. So that was those were the three things that I really, you know, kind of decided to stick with. And everything else I just kind of either gave away, I sold, or I threw out. And um, it's been kind of liberating. You know, it's, it's kind of nice. to. I mean, I'm still influenced by a lot of things. And I like to look at, you know, other people's work and what, you know, different kinds of crafts that they're doing, um, because I think it, I think you can get something from all of that. Right. But, um, you know, I've just, I've just decided to focus on the art journaling because I just really feel that it's, that's, that's my form. Well, that's great. A lot of times people just get in these ruts where they're like, okay, I've chosen this path for my life. I can't change. You know, I can't do something different. And you kind of gradually migrated from that journalism degree to like, because you you entered the did you enter the journalism field then as a writer or as a do you were on the copy desk right yeah that was I was the first copy thing. editor okay yeah. and it's just kind of um, yeah a lot of newspapers I know my newspaper the Grand Rapids Press does that too where the the uh, copy editors are also page designers yeah so you have to kind and, of and I I think a lot of newspapers have started to go that route too just because of you know they it's it's kind of difficult to keep two different desks you know to justify you know so they they kind of to to just you know, kind of whittle things down and, and, and save money and all that other kind of thing. They've decided to, you know, I see more and more um, newspapers that have do that. I, I know that the Arizona Republic, I think they still might have a separate design department, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, but, a lot of the bigger newspapers do have a separate yeah. design department, but I think as newspapers, you know, cutting costs is like big yeah. in every industry, especially newspapers right now. So, so yeah, so it, you're actually probably quite blessed to be out of the newspaper <laughs> business now. Because I fear I, a little bit for my future actually as a journalist, but um, I don't know. I have this podcast to fall back on, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. you know, I was really happy to, uh, that it was really funny because for a while it was my goal to be off newsprint. You know, and it was like because I had I had you know I'd been working with newsprint for so long, and I I was doing a, a special publication for the Tribune newspapers here in the in the East Valley in Arizona, and I I was doing a special publication called Arizona Adventure, which was like for outdoor enthusiasts, and that's when I really started kind of art directing and really doing a lot of graphic design, and it was really funny because I I had such a difficult time designing, and I I had to let go of you know, being able to get the results that I wanted because <laughs> on newsprint, you just, you know, there's such a um, gain of the black oh, and, yeah. it, and it just really muddies up that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't getting that, you know, the true, you know, page that I wanted. And I, I finally just decided, you know, I, I, I've eventually got to, you know, got to upgrade a little bit. I felt like it was an upgrade, um, you know, to, to magazines, but I, I didn't realize that too. The job that I was that I did go to toward and and start working at was was a real boot camp, and it really trained 
really got um, a lot of the bad habits out that I had, you know, taught myself. I had, I had taught myself Photoshop, and I taught myself a lot of really bad habits. So that kind of helped to, you know, kind of get rid of some of that. It taught me how to art direct and, um, and really, you know, manage, you know, several publications at a time. So it was, it was a great job to have. Well, and it sounds like you were also then you got into the book design. Mm-hmm. And that was yeah. kind of a thing you were doing on the side, which it yeah. seems like a major, that's like another whole full-time job, it sounds like. But, yeah, it was. Yeah. So how did, you, how did you do that? How did you make the, the transition from magazines then to book design? And- well, uh, first of all, I mean, I don't have any kids, so that helped because I know that it, you know, it's, it's, that takes a lot of time. And I, I don't think I could have done it if I had had kids. I, I, I might have been able to, but not in the amount of time that I did. I started... Um, when I was working as an art director at this publisher here, I started to, you know, kind of just, I don't know, I, I, I got this, I, I think it was because I had gone to a How Design conference and oh, I had yeah. learned about, you know, other kinds of graphic design and I started kind of questioning, well, I wonder if there's a way that I could design, you know, from home. And then I started thinking, well, you know, I've always loved books. I mean, I am a total bookworm and I always have been and I always like to have a lot of books and I thought, I wonder if I could design books. And, and so I just started doing a lot of research and, and um, you know, learned that I needed to really promote myself. And I, and I started to really reach out to um, publishers. And I got lucky that, uh, and, and I always feel that, that throughout my whole career I've been lucky that, you know, I've, I've, been, I've met certain people along the way that have really helped me um, to go to that next step. Um, because really without them, I, I don't know what I would have done. But... Um, I had known someone that worked at a publisher in Southern California. It was, they were doing like um, educational kinds of books, materials for teachers mm-hmm. on how to teach different things. And um, they, gave, they gave me a job to um, do like a, a Photoshop of um, like seven different covers for the series that they were doing. And that kind of started me, you know, in my spare time at home, you know, doing little projects here and there. And I always told myself that if I had three or more projects that I would not be able to keep the full-time job if I wanted to go that route. I would really have to make a decision as to what I was going to do because mm-hmm. I just knew that there was no way I could do more than that. And it was at the time that I was working in America West Airlines magazine, and it just kind of, I don't know, my editor had um, left, and he was really great about encouraging about the book design. Yeah. And it just kind of all, all the signs kind of pointed you know, in that direction. And I had the three, I actually, I think I had four projects at the time. And I <laughs> thought, that's it. I've, I've got to do this. And I just kind of jumped off into the deep end. And, um, it's weird how it's kind of, it's kind of come back full circle. Like everything's kind of, kind of come together, um, with the art journaling, the books and the authoring. I mean, I, I felt fortunate enough there too. I'd been designing for Rockport for a while and I really wanted to author a book and they, they had this thousand series that they were, you know, kind of starting into their craft line and they wanted, you know, they, they said, well, maybe you should, you know, maybe you should do something with journal pages since you just love journaling. And it just kind of worked out. Well, let's talk about personal pages and inspirations, mm-hmm. a thousand artist journal pages, right? That got the mm-hmm. title right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I want to make sure I properly identify the publication we're talking about. Um, and this is really great because it seems like every time I open it, I see something I didn't see last time mm-hmm. I opened it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's almost to the point, though, where it's intoxicating. It's one of those books. <laughs> it's, I, I put this in the into- intoxicating category where um, I have some books on my shelf that you almost have to, I have to look at it and then be like, okay, I, I can't, 
I'm going to be drunk here in a second. <laughs> I have to, I have to <laughs> oh, that's stop. That's great. Because, I love that. Well, it's just really inspiring and really want you, I, I kind of feel like, you know, I want to go run, pick up some markers. And I uh-huh. was looking at this coming back from Metro Detroit. I was at a family birthday party yesterday and had the book with me. So I'm like, you know, I kind of want to look through this again, um, you know, before the interview. And it was frustrating because I didn't have any markers with me or anything, you know, <laughs> or a journal. I didn't have anything because I kind of want to just close it and be like, oh, I want to I want to do a page myself. And um, and that's, I think, perfect when you can get that kind of response that's great. From, from a reader. And it, it's really cool because, um, well, you know what, I'm going to let you let me let me let you explain the project, because I don't think people really want to hear all that much about what I think of this project. <laughs> that's not why we're that's not why I you know got you on the phone for this interview. Um, I'm sure they can appreciate my enthusiasm, but that's not really the purpose here. Um, so why don't you tell, tell me how this project started and, you know, just kind of what your vision was and what you're hoping people will get out of this. Well, um, like I said, I, I had been working with Rockport for a while and um, designing books for them. And they I had actually sent in a proposal about a, a journaling book on inspiration that I really wasn't, I didn't, it didn't have a great focus at the time. And so my editor said, well, you know, we have this, we have this 1000 series and they had started it in their Rockport graphic design imprint that they were doing like a thousand type treatments, a thousand logos, different kinds of books that just had basically a thousand examples of, of some kind of graphic design. And so they had started it into their craft line and uh, with a thousand artist trading cards. And so they had been thinking about doing a book on journaling in that line. And so when I kept, you know, really just, oh, I kept bugging my editor so badly and um, because I just <laughs> wanted to author a book. And um, she said, well, in the meantime, well, we're kind of, you know, we're kind of like, uh, you know, getting this proposal kind of honed and, and all that kind of thing. Maybe maybe we should have you author um, the, the journaling book in our thousand line. And that way you'd get the experience, you'd get the exposure to the book process from very start to finish. Because, you know, as a designer, I've never done that. I've never, I, I'm usually like, they, they send me the text and the art and say, here, make it pretty. And I come in at probably like the last three months of the whole production process. And then it goes off to the printer. So, okay. So you're coming at the tail end. You, yeah. So I usually come at the tail end and so I started, uh, we, we got a, you know, she got a contract together for me and um, we made it official. And uh, I had gone, I was going to Art Fest at that time. It was last April. So it was April of 2007. And um, so basically what I did was I put a, a call for entries together and, and print up a, printed up a bunch of flyers. And I took like 500 of them with me to Art Fest because I thought, here is my prime audience right here. Here, here are these people who, you know, they attend these workshops in journaling, in but not only journaling, in jewelry and 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 dolls and all different kinds of things. But journaling, you know, was a big focus there. And I thought this would be perfect. And they even have like a bonfire journaling party, which is just so fun. You go down into the, um, it's it's at Fort Warden in Washington State, and they have. It's so, so it's kind of like down by the ocean and, and you, and they have like this little like cabin area that you go, you go into and there's a big bonfire outside and everybody sits down at picnic tables and we all journal and we share each other's journals and we look at each other's journals and it's just really fun. And so I just started handing out a ton of flyers there and I came home and I had, didn't have many flyers left, which was good. And, but I went on the internet and I just started going to Flickr groups and Yahoo groups and, and trying to find as many 
venues as I could that may reach people who journal and blogs and just kind of, you know, said, you know, I, I want to post this call for entries. And so many people were just so generous. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. And they just put it out there. And I started getting pages from all over the world. It was just incredible. Um, I first, like one of my very first entries, I think was like Iceland. Wow. And I was just like, Oh man. I mean, I, this was like a scale that I never would, you know, I, I never would have thought, I, I thought maybe there'd be a lot of, you know, United States, but not, you know, many from other countries. And I just could not believe how many other countries I, I even got somebody from Beirut Wow. and that just blew me away. Um, and I, I had a lot of entries from Brazil and, and, and the Netherlands and the UK. And it was, it was incredible. And I also too, though, I, I went and kind of did some, digging. I became kind of a detective. And my investigative reporter part of me that I used to have in college <laughs> kind of came out and, and um, started really kind of, you know, searching around on the internet and, and finding people. And I did find some incredible people through Flickr um, that were just, and just even doing Google searches for journal artists, I found some incredible work and asked them to submit. And um, I, I, I don't even know how many, how many artists you know, submitted because I just had, I was just overwhelmed with emails from all over the place. So were people just sending you like PDFs of their pages? Yeah, they were just sending me like, like low res JPEGs just so that I could, you know, I could look and, and see what they had. And some people, the cool thing was, was that once I, um, once I accepted, you know, started accepting submissions, I, I, you know, most people were able to send me scans, like high-res scans, and they did an incredible job on them. They, I mean, most, I, I think really all of, all the, the artwork in the book is, is pretty well represented as far as um, the quality. But um, I did have some people who told me, you know, I'm not really comfortable with scanning. I want to make sure that my journals are re well represented, so I'm going to send you my original journal. Wow. Um, because we were offering to shoot, you know, whatever journals that, you know, people didn't feel comfortable with scanning. And, right. So I just thought that that was just so incredible that they were willing to send in their original journals. I mean, it was such a leap of faith, I think, on their part oh, yeah, to do that. Oh, yeah, sure. And because, you know, I've worked with illustrators in the past, and that's different because you're commissioning their artwork. And, you're, you know, and then they send you, send, they send you your, the original artwork, and, you know, you work with it for a while, and then you send it back. I mean, you're, you're, you're not, you know, you're, they still get the rights and all that other kind of thing, but you've actually commissioned them to do that. So it's, it's a lot different than... Just giving them somebody, you know, your personal piece and, and just sending it off somewhere and not having yeah. any ideas to how it's going to come back and what shape it's going to come back in. So with that in mind, you know, since I had had a lot of experience with handling artwork and really trying to be, you know, careful and everything, I, I just felt like it was just, you know, gold in my hands. I mean, and just to flip through the journals and to see the, the pages up close and personal, it was so different even than then, you know, it's, I mean, they're, they're incredible in the book, but to see them even in person, is just a whole nother experience entirely. Cause you get to see the layers and you see the textures and, um, you know, just the real up close, um, little minute things that you may not see in the book, but they're, you know, I feel that with the book, we really did the most that we could to, you know, for everyone to be able to really see the pages. I've had a lot of people say that, you know, I can really read these pages. And right, because that, that would have been frustrating if you yeah. couldn't read the pages. But, yeah, yeah, you can actually read the handwriting. Well, that's, um, you know, I mean, they're journals, you know, so you should be able to read the handwriting. Right. And um, that's what I wanted. I wanted to make sure that 
the journal or the book um, was was able to really represent the journals in the best way that the design wouldn't you know interfere at all with with the journal pages because the journal pages are the star. So I kept the design very simple and really made the pages as large as I could um, in every way possible. And um, Rockport did an incredible job with with the production. They really did. So you did you did all the design work for this book as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you did. And that must have been pretty cool for you to not only, you know, kind of you were kind of in a way a curator of yeah. this collection of wonderful artwork and then to be able to present it because uh, a lot of people who, you know, do similar books where they're collecting people's artwork and then put compiling it together, they don't get to have that awesome job of being able to decide how it's presented, which yeah. must have been yeah. really fun for you. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was but it was also, you know, like I had said, I usually only come in at the very last right. stages of so the book were... process. So, it, I mean, it was long. I mean, it was, I mean, I'm not complaining at all because I enjoyed every single minute of it. But it almost to the point where I felt like I was, I mean, it was, it was laborious and it was, um, it was a long time. You know, it was like a year or, or more of, 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 you know, my life. And I, I really became attached to it. I wanted it to be you know, represented in the best way possible, you know, and, and I was, I was very, <laughs> I felt like I was really, oh, maybe a little too hands-on with the production. I don't know. You'd have to ask them, but, um, they, they were incredible. Like I said, they, they just did a wonderful job with the handling of the journals, the shooting of the journals. Um, the front cover was, is actually a journal, um, from a friend of mine, Renee Plains here in Arizona. And um, they had she she and a few others had sent in their journals when I was putting together what they call the Blad, which is the book layout and design. It's kind of like a galley that they get to show sales and marketing people. Mm-hmm. So you, we basically design that first, so that everyone can agree upon the design, and and we design the cover and everything. So it's kind of like this little you know uh, promotion piece almost. And then that way we set the design and um, we can proceed from there and know that everyone knows what the book is going to look like. Okay. Um, so basically at that stage I needed, you know, I needed some scans and I got, I got a lot of wonderful scans for the Blad. But I also, um, some of the artists said, well, can I send you my, my original journals? And that was totally fine. So we, that was kind of a, nice because it was kind of a practice shoot for them anyway to kind of, you know, for the rest of the book. Um, and so my art director said, well, can I just go ahead and shoot some of the journals kind of, you know, stacked and, you know, sp- you know, kind of, uh, you know, kind of spread out and all that kind of thing. And I said, yeah. And so she just did a bunch of wonderful shots and, um, sent them to me. And we, it was really funny because usually, uh, well, not usually there, I, I don't like to marry myself to any design that I do. I try to be very kind of hands off with, you know, what, um, what I send in and what they decide um, I had to send in, I think, three different um, cover comps, and I sent in four. But the one that they chose was the one that I really liked. And oh, that's so awesome. It was great. Yeah, it was like she called me, and she's like, oh, we love this one. And I was like, oh, my God, that is exactly the one that I want. You know, I really wanted that one, <laughs> and I was really hoping for it. So it, it, it was unanimous, and that was a really good feeling, too. Yeah, so it seems like everything just kind of gelled. Yeah, it did. It really did. It really did. And so when you were, it sounds like you basically became overwhelmed with submissions at one point, you know, when they, they just started rolling in, was it hard to get a thousand or did, were you, how, how many more did pages did you get? Um, well, I, it was really funny because, um, I, I, I just kind of, I, I used, they have like a login sheet that's like done in Excel 
And so in Excel, I didn't realize, but you can um, you can count up. I, I was able to take one column and put in the number of pages from each person and then do a count through the Excel file. So I was pretty confident in where I was at. And I started getting closer and closer to the, the thousand mark. And I, and I did have to get a few more people. I didn't have as many as I wanted. And I, at that point, I was getting a little more particular about what I was including. And so I had some people that I had been pestering for a while, and I just started really stalking them, you know, to send me <laughs> journal pages, which they were really wonderful about. And then I, I had, I felt really stupid because at one point I duplicated eight pages. I don't know how I did it. And I really kind of banged my head against the wall about it. And my production editor said, are you kidding me? You know, this is a thousand pages. How, how can you, you know, how can you give yourself a hard time about duplicating eight of them? I mean, right, it's, it's, it's a lot you know, of pages. To yeah, manage. but I had a lot of checks and balances. So I was like, how in the world could that have happened? But I, I figured it out because we had like grant of rights forms for each artist to send in and kind of sign off that this was okay, that we used their pieces. And one person had somehow sent me two forms. So oh. um, I had duplicated eight of their pages. So I had been given such a hard time by, by some of my art friends that I wasn't putting any of my own pages in that at the last minute it was like eight pages. I needed eight pages. I had eight pages of my own, and I just said fine, and I threw them in at Wait, the end so of the you book. Wait, so you weren't going to put any of your pages in? No, I wasn't. Really? And no. that, that must have been um, – yeah, I could see where your art friends would be a little curious about that because it was a wonderful <laughs> yeah. opportunity to put your work yeah. in there. Why, weren't, why were you going to keep your own work out of it? Um, because I just felt that it was, it should be about everybody else. You know, it should be, it should be about their work. They had, I mean, this work was just incredible. And, and I, I found work that I basically put the book together to be a book that I would be inspired by. Mm -hmm. And I don't really look to my own work as much to be inspired by as I do other people's work. So I think that was part of it. I think that I just, and I just, I don't know, I felt like, I felt like I would be really kind of pushing it if I if I kind of used this opportunity to put my own. I don't know. It just felt weird. It well, now just, that you put really your did. now that you put your work in there, are you glad you did? Or yeah I, yeah, I am glad I did. I am glad I did. Yeah, it it was um, actually it was all work from a journal that I did, a black, white, and pink journal. It was a theme journal, and I had been drawn to black, white, and pink for a while. I noticed I was starting to use it a lot in my journal pages, so I thought, oh, I'll just make a black, white, and pink journal, and I, which I did, and I had gotten some, some pages that I was pretty happy with, so I thought, well, I'll just, you know, I'll just put those in there. They had been in a journal show um, recently here in Tempe, so, and had gone over pretty well, so I just thought, yeah, I'll just put those in there, so that's what I did. And this book has been out, it came out when exactly? It was supposed to come out July 1st, but it came out in the middle of June. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it seems like a lot of publishers release books early. Yeah. Is it just me, or is that kind of what happens? Um, I think it just really depends on, you know, how quickly it comes back from the printer, and um, it doesn't always happen that way. Okay. There, are, there are some books that have been, you know, delayed, you know, by for different many different reasons. Um, but this book was, they were, it was on the fast track. Um, they told me, I think they were wanting to get... Um, uh, foreign rights and things like that. They were looking to do some translation and stuff. So that was um, another thing. I think that was why it was, you know, kind of pushed through the process. But um, I don't know. We we were just we the timing was good and it got back early. So they put it out there, which I was really glad to see. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, you had to wait. You didn't have to wait as long then, so that's yeah. always fun. Yeah. Now, how does this work? When you have artists submitting their work like this, do you have to pay each artist? Or they is, is their payment just the exposure, or how does that work? Um, basically, what we did was usually they will give each contributor a, a free copy of the book. And, um, but since there were so many contributors for this book, I think we had over, I think we had about 200 or so, um, might've been even more. They, they just couldn't really be able to do that. They weren't able to do it. So, um, they gave all of the contributors, I think it was like 50% off however many copies they wanted to purchase from directly from Rockport. So, okay. So, and well, it is wonderful exposure. I mean, I recognize some of the names in there and, um, from their blogs and from art I've seen. So it's, great exposure. How hard was it for you to select the pages? Like if someone sent you a journal and did they mark pages that they wanted to submit or did you pick? Yeah, well, basically what they did was I had everyone send me the low res scans of their work at first because I just wanted to have a look. I didn't want them to unnecessarily send me things that I would have to send back. Right. Um, And so we did everything electronically on the like the first go around. Then I started selecting pages that I really liked from the scans, and so either at that time I would give them the option, okay, you can either send me, you know, the high-res, uh, high-res scan of this, or you can send me your journals. And the, the thing, the really interesting thing that I found was that there was one person who, she sent me several scans of her work, and, and it was really good, but there was kind of a green cast to it, like a green hue to the scans. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, you know, I did accept some of her pages, but when it got around to, um, actually she sent in her original journal, which I was really glad she did because when I saw the original pages, I was like, Oh wow. I, I mean, there were some that she didn't even, hadn't even submitted. And I was like, I've got to ask her if she'll, you know, allow me to, you know, publish more of these because they were really good, really, really good. And so um, she she was like, oh, yeah, you know, go ahead and include more. That's great. And so I was able to include more of her work. But, you know, it's really difficult. I mean, the scans just, like I said, the scans just don't do, um, you know, the originals. I mean, they, they do a very good job, but it's just totally different seeing the original pages. And I had quite a few quite a few people who sent in original journals. I was very surprised, a lot more than I thought would, that, you know, there would be. Was that nerve-wracking for you to, to have these in your possession? Yes. Like I said, I'm very responsible when it comes to handling artwork and stuff because I've done it so much in the past with illustrators and photographers, but I was just, I still was so nervous about, you know, handling these journals, making sure they got back in, you know, in one piece to them and and, you know, but like I said, Rockport was just so incredible about, you know, handling them so carefully. And they came back to me all in, I mean, just, in, just I think, really the shape that they were in when I sent them. And when I sent them, you know, back to everyone, I packed them up really carefully and, and made sure I got them off. Uh, we I think we sent them back like UPS, so, so we'd make sure that they got there. Right. And I did all, you know, like delivery confirmations for everyone so I would know that they got back to the to the person and, um, and I even had a couple people email me and thank me. They were they were really happy with the way their journals were handled. They said they didn't even look like they had been touched because wow. they were handled so well. So well, that's I, a high compliment. Yeah, yeah it, it was a very nice thing. And and um, I you know like I said though I I just I was very careful about storing everything. And I mean you know but you just never know. I mean every once in a while I think oh gosh you know I when I leave the house did I turn everything off and did I you know <laughs> uh, right. So so it's you know, an extra layer of worry because you're worried yeah. about losing other people's, destroying other people's artwork. Which yeah, is... and I mean, it was like, 
you know, I mean, they're not just, you know, it's not just like you're in an office, you know, working for a company. I mean, this was like my own home, so I was a little bit concerned about that. But, um, you know, you, you, I I would get so many, and I'd send them off, you know, and I'd 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 try to send off as many as I could in one in one shipment to Rockport, so I'd you know get as many out the door as I could, and and not have to you know not have to worry about that, but. Um, yeah, I think I think everybody you know involved really did a great job in managing the the journals. For those who are maybe seeing our journals or maybe heard about it but haven't tried this themselves, if you could just give a just an overview of the differences between a regular journal and an art journal, and it seems very basic, but I think if people have not tried art journaling, it's like this great divide, like the Grand yeah. Canyon stands between them and their journal and an art journal, when really it's not. It's not nearly that difficult. However, um, if you can talk a little bit about what makes an art journal an art journal. Well, you know, there seems to be a great amount. <laughs> For some reason, there seems to be some debate about that. I don't really think there there should be. Um, an art journal is basically a, a book that you put down your personal, you know, either your personal observations, your feelings, um, everyday ideas, um, you, and you do it visually as well as as with words. But I do know art art journalists who who journal just with, you know, just visually. So it can be both. I think, I think anything that is more than just written word on a page Mm -hmm. can be considered an art journal. Um, if you're, if you're, you know, pasting in like ticket stubs and you're, you know, pasting in photographs and you're maybe doodling around those or, you know, whatever, that could be considered an art journal. I don't care what anybody says. I, and I think too, altered books, um, can be considered art journals if, you are doing that very thing with a, an old book, you know, and you're and you're taking it and you're painting over the pages and you're you know you're adding your own artwork, you're adding you know your your own kind of creativity to that book. And since it's personal, you get to decide That's what right. goes in your art journal. You know, it, you know, art journals are a great thing because I mean, really, like I said, there were so many things that kind of deterred me from them at first, but that they now are the very reason that I like to journal. Um, one is that you can, you're putting it in a book, which I love the book form. So that for me was, was perfect. But you're, that book can be closed up and put on a shelf. If you don't want anybody to see it, you don't have to show them. You right. know, it's, it's not like it's hanging out on a wall for everyone to see. Um, so it can be more personal. Now I know some, I know some art journalers who like to, um, they, they really like to, to journal about the down and dirty stuff in their lives, and that's great. I mean, they, they I think it's, and there are some pages in um, the book that are very raw, um, have very raw feelings, very raw emotion, and um, I, I'm, I'm really, impre- I, oh, I'm so inspired and impressed by those artists that they can do that. Um, there are other artists who would rather, you know, their journals be a little bit more um, on the positive side of things. And there are some things that they would they would rather others not see, so they put them in a journal that is only for you know it's for their eyes only. Mm-hmm. So there you know there are different ways that you can go about journaling, and and um, you know it's 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 really what you make of it. It's all what you make of it. And as far yeah, and the level of you know artistic ability too. I think a lot of times people think, well, I'm not an artist. I couldn't do an art journal. But if they pick up your book and look through it, I mean, there's. Um, different levels of, I mean, because some people are, are doing very elaborate, mm-hmm. you know, sketches and paintings and drawings and, you know, really 
I mean, something that requires, looks like you need definitely an art degree <laughs> to accomplish some of this stuff, <laughs> or a whole lot of natural talent. And then there's um, people who, um, you know, are doing, you know, some text and just, they're just doing, you know, there is a collage effect or, mm-hmm. um, you know, just what they're gluing to the page or, you know, there's paint in the background. Um, but there's not, it's not something that would just seem like you would need to have, you know, spend eight years in an art school and then take a series of fellowships abroad, you know, to be able to, no, to do these no. things. But I, the thing about it, though, is I think every page seems to me as being, it, they're just as, it's just as intriguing as the next. It, mm-hmm. Whether, I mean, the, the level of, of artistic ability seems to to range uh, in here. However, it's, and I only say that when it comes to like the drawing, because I, when I approach this, I'm not very good at drawing at all. Um, in fact, I kind of have, <laughs> have to kind of verbally interpret like this is supposed to be a tree. You know, I'm kind of, um, so when I look at these drawings, I'm thinking, wow, these people are really, really talented. But but I'm very encouraged because there's the, some of the pages I feel I'm drawn to aren't necessarily the ones with the elaborate drawings. So the ones yeah. with the doodles and the text and the you know, things where you kind of have to look at it a little bit to figure out, okay, what kind of emotion is going on here and what, what are they trying to convey? And I love that it's not always obvious, you know, it's, it's yeah. kind of like, it's personal and it means these things mean a lot to the creator, but maybe, um, you know, we're kind of left in the dark a little bit and that's the beauty of it. Cause it's somebody's journal, you know? Yeah. And, but, and you know, the, the great thing about it too, is that, I mean, you can really do whatever you want in the journal. You don't have, you know, some people, and that was why, too, when I did my call for entries, I did, I kind of listed um, categories of different kinds of journal pages just to give people an idea um, of what they could submit. Cause I, and, and I still had questions on what, you know, people could submit. So the, my basic real guideline was that, well, if it's bound into a journal or it's meant to be bound into a journal at some point, then, you know, I will consider it. And so, but we had categories like, you know, sketch pages, um, graphically, you know, driven pages, uh, such as, you know, using text, mm-hmm. um, collaged pages, fabric pages. There are, there are some fiber journal pages in there, too, which are just incredible. Um, people have stitched and, and you know, and, and worked with fiber and, it's, and beads and, oh, wow, I mean, it's just a really impressive. And, um, you know, there's, there's, there's painted pages and there's mixed media. And there, I mean, there's all different kinds of pages, so... Um, it was kind of funny when I went, I really had assumed that I would be able to categorize these pages when I put the book together. But I found that there were so many pages that crossed over into so many different categories that there was really no way <laughs> to categorize them. I mean, there was, it was just impossible. So I just decided, you know what, let's just kind of let it all blend together and, and be one big, huge book of, you know, of just inspiration and, and, and just kind of let it flow. And So basically, they're just grouped by artists then. Yeah, that, that's, okay. that's basically it. There are some that are scattered. There's a couple different artists that have some work scattered kind of throughout because I think it was just when I was setting up the, the book, um, when I did the blad, those certain pages or certain people that I used for the blad are kind of up toward the front. And then there were a few extra pages that I had gotten from them. So they're, they're kind of more toward the back. But I see. most of them are pretty much, you know, together. And then there were some, too, that I had. Um, difficulty with um, laying out the pages where I had to, you know, if the if if I wanted to page, you know, someone's uh, journal page really large, but I couldn't place it next to their work, I might have, you know, put it, you know, a couple more pages further along just so that it would, you know, it would work the, um, layout wise. And I was trying to get a variety of of, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it sounds crazy, but I was trying to get a variety of different um, page formats as far as like what how many pages would be on a book page, 
and how large they would run and that kind of thing. So I was trying to get a flow of that. So um, that, you know, it wouldn't seem like there are too many, like, smaller pages in, you know, on, on, on throughout the book. And then, like, all of a sudden you get all these, like, you know, pages of, like, large journal pages. Right. That, yeah, so you that you'd be able up. to kind of get, you know, like a real distrib- well-distributed kind of size and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, subject matter, format, you know, uh, um, mediums used, everything. And I, I was really impressed, too, with... Um, how many people have such different ways of approaching their journal pages and, and the mediums that they use and how they lay them down. And um, I really think that, you know, everybody's pages in there just, I mean, are, are so, they're so them. It, it's, it's great. I mean, I, I tried to make sure that I wasn't, you know, picking pages from people who were kind of emulating somebody else's style because sometimes you can kind of tell that, um, you know, I, I really tried to pick pages that I felt were really original and, and that would inspire me in the long run. What did you find was the most common thing that people are doing in their art journals? Oh, gosh. Is there any similarity that you found? Um, I think really the most common thing was the sketching. It seemed like I, I got a lot of sketched pages and just really using the mixed media, you know, mixed media um, kind of approach to things with the collage and paint and I was I was just amazed. I mean, there were there was there was one woman who sent me some scans, and I I was looking at her stuff, and I thought, oh my gosh, those are. She had emailed me train tickets that she because she's in London. I, I think she's just outside of London, and she commutes into London every day, and she would doodle on her train tickets, and those are her journal pages. Wow, those, like they're her observations of her train rides and. I was just blown away by that, and I, I emailed her, and I said, well, are you, you know, these, you, you do consider these journal pages, and she said yes, and, um, you know, I had asked her, well, are you, you know, considering, are you going to be binding these in a book eventually, and she said, yeah, I, you know, she said, I kind of thought about that, you know, I'm not, you know, I haven't done it yet, I've got a lot of them, and, but she said, I, I hope to, you know, bind them at some point, and so, you know, but that's what, I mean, it's just an everyday record, you know, of, of an observation. And, and it seemed natural to her because she had, she's sitting there on a train. She's yeah. got these tickets. Why not? And yeah. Exactly. And that, you know, and she also sent me some journal pages that she had done in a moleskin. And, um, you know, they were very, very, I mean, they were different as far as she had used markers in the moleskin where she used just, you know, black pen um, with her, her ticket, tra- her, um, her train tickets. But, um, they were still very much the same style, the same kind of you know um, influence. Uh, it was it was they were very much her. So it was really it was really incredible to see that. I'd never seen anything like that before, and I thought these have to go in the book because they're just it was such a cool idea. Well, and it's always refreshing too when you yeah. find something that's not someone who's using something that's not traditionally like. I mean, when you see a journal or a moleskin or you know that's people. They journal in those. You're, we're used to right. that. But when you see something that's not the typical fare, that must have been right. exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was very, very cool. So what do you find, if you're going to give some advice to you know the folks at home, the people listening, and they're thinking, wow, um, they probably are very curious to see this book. Um, and now <laughs> talking about it, it almost seems unfair to talk about this on an, in an audio format. But <laughs> not be able to show. It doesn't seem very nice. I think it'd be great if you could maybe share with the folks at home, like if there's someone that's sitting at home that wants to start an art journal and they've never done this before, where should they start? What kind of advice um, do you have as far as what do they need? What should they use? What do you recommend? Um, well, first of all, I want to say 
do not think that you have to draw to do an art journal because you don't. Um, I used to, I think that was another thing that was kind of keeping me from starting too, because I'm not, um, I, I, I've never drawn, you know, like my, like I said, when my, when I was growing up, my brother was the artist, he right. would do landscapes and cars and you know, he's an incredible artist. And I just never thought of myself that way. And, and so I, I always thought that I had to draw to be an artist, but that's not true either. Um, but I think that, um, you, you have to kind of know what you're, you know, what, what you're influenced by, you know, what, what kinds of things um, are you drawn to, uh, like um, color palettes and um, different things like that? If, are, there, are there certain magazines that you like? You know, just kind of um, look at that. And then, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to buy, go out and buy an expensive journal. You can, use, um, you can use, like, a composition notebook, literally, if you want. And, and you can take those pages, and, and they're, they're, a little, they're a little thin for, for paint, so you prime those with, with a gesso that you could find at any Michaels, any hobby or craft store. Um, you just buy some cheap gesso that's in the art section and just throw that on there. It's, it's like a primer. And, and just start with that. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you can use crayons. You can use, um, you can use Crayola markers, for crying out loud. You can use Crayola tempura paint. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, you can use anything that you would find in, you know, like, a, like, the, like the kids' section or the school section of Target or, you know, any of those places. You don't have to go out and buy a ton of expensive art supplies or, you know, anything like that. And then, you know, just use images. I mean, you can use, and I, and I hate to say this because as a designer, it's not, you know, they say, well, you shouldn't use copyrighted images. But, you know, it's your own personal journal. I don't think it's really going to hurt anybody if you go out and cut some images out of a magazine and, and, you know, paste them down on your pages. I don't think that's really going to hurt anybody. The only, the only thing I would say when you're, when you're doing that is if it's meant for publication, then you might want to think right, twice right. about it. But even then, I mean, there are pages in our book that have used images from magazines that really it's the, the intent was to use these, you know, have, make these journal pages not for um, any kind of, you know, gain, profit, you know, profit. Right, and they like didn't, so, and those artists didn't profit from this. No, so. no, they didn't, they didn't. Right. So, um, but, you know, I mean, just play. I mean, sit down with some, you know, even some scotch tape if you want and, and some, you know, magazines and, you know, take your magazines and turn them upside down and, and flip through them that way. You're going to see a lot of things that you wouldn't ordinarily see if you were flipping through it right side up. And, you know, take out things that intrigue you, textures and, um, you know, and, and images, faces and that kind of thing. And just start pasting them down. There doesn't have to be any rhyme or reason. You don't really have to think about it too much. I think a lot of people think, well, I have to have, I have to know an end result before I start. No, you don't. That's the great thing about journaling. Sometimes I'll sit down and I basically have like um, a, a painted page, you know, like where I've thrown some acrylic paint on it or I've thrown some watercolor paints down. And I just start doodling. That's all I do. I doodle the whole page, and that's my page. So there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's, it's what you like to do. It's what you like to, you know, what kinds of things that you, and, and that's the fun of it. You can find out if you're not sure what things that you like to do, if you like to play with crayons or if you like to play with colored pencils or, you know, if you, if you like to, you know, play with, you know, other images that you find in, in old books and magazines and stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's all you. It's, it's not, there's, there's no right or wrong here at all. And, you know, if you, if you're, if you're a crafter and you like to have, you know, you have a ton of ideas, like my brother, he's, he's, um, he does sculptures out of car parts. They're very cool. They're very cool. 
And um, he, but he, he was telling me, he said, you know, I have this problem where I go out to my workshop and I just draw, draw a total blank on what I'm going to do. And I, and I know I had like a ton of ideas earlier, you know, that week or that month. Right. And I can't think of them. Well, you know, I gave him a moleskin key here and I said, take this and start sketching down your ideas. And that way, when you do go out to the workshop and you feel a little overwhelmed, you can open that, that journal up and go, oh, yeah, you know, write your notes and sketch it out and all that kind of thing. That's an art journal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's whatever you want to make of it. And, um, you know, I, I think people just, they tend to be intimidated by the blank page. Don't be. It's because, you know, it really, if you get intimidated by the blank page and you're not sure where to start, my favorite th- t- thing to tell people is doodle because make a list. It's, it's, and my blog has a ton of prompts. <laughs> so you do, if, you have a ton of prompts in the book too. I'm yeah. Yeah. We have start. prompts in the book yeah. at, at the beginning of the book. Um, and, and on my blog, deblogola.typepad.com, um, I, I was doing, doing every Friday I was doing a prompt and I was calling it art journal Fridays. Mm-hmm. And since then I've been kind of rethinking art journal Fridays. I kind of want to make it a little bit more about thousand artist journal pages maybe feature people from that book and talk a little bit more about them and their work and that kind of thing but also I'll be offering prompts every now and then but I do have an archive so you know go on there and and just kind of you know play I mean it gives it gives you an idea of you know what to do with the page and I think like I said that's where I had started um, with a Christmas journaling class I had decided you know I I knew that I, I needed some kind of guidance and I think that helps me get over the hump to just kind of have someone telling me, okay, this is what your page is going to be about today. Because I was letting that kind of get in the way with what I was doing on the page. And um, it was it was a real problem for me. So if you have, you know, if you have a prompt that you can just kind of take and go, okay, well, you know, I can do my page about that. Then you, you feel a little bit more freer, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of create and just be. Well, and I think what's really cool about your blog too is you've you've really shown. I mean, you you do the you, you're in the trenches with people. You're showing mm-hmm. your work, and what has that done for you as an artist to be having this have a forum to show your work? Um, it's really kind of freed me up. I think um, I I really it, it's great to get the feedback, and, and that's really nice. You know, when people say, "Oh, you know, I really like the page," and, and that kind of thing, but it's when they can tell you what you know, you like about it, that that really makes it nice. And and just to kind of be in that realm of, you know, people with like minds, I don't know, it just makes you feel better about your work. But, you know, it doesn't even matter if you're getting comments at all, you're just putting yourself out there. And that is so much more, means so much more than anything. I mean, you, you, you know, you, you kind of, you, you can look back and really kind of see how you evolved in your work. And I think with my journaling, I think that it's kind of helped me um, you know, just kind of be a little bit more truthful on my pages. I think for a while I was just so worried about, you know, what other people were going to think. And um, I just decided, you know, there's, that's kind of crazy. I, there was one day where I just, I couldn't think of anything. I had what I call a tornado, you know, just kind of whipping around in my head. Mm-hmm. And I just, all these ideas that I couldn't grasp or anything. So um, I spilled. I Like Sabrina Ward-Harrison has done with her books. I love her books, by the way. Um, I just went to my one of my drawers and I pulled out a couple different colors of paints and, at random and just threw them on the page and started finger painting and scribbling and you know just and it was like the worst pages I've ever done and I put them on I put them on my blog because I thought well you know I'm sure other people have tornadoes on their brains too and sure enough I mean I got so much response out of that post I could not believe it 
of people saying, you know what? Yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's not pretty. It's not, you know, but it's you and it's, and that's great, you know, and, and other people were saying, oh, I love those colors together. And I love just the, the, the flurry of activity because it's, it's, it's exactly how you feel, you know, I mean, right. It was really good. It was really good to get it out there. When I think of anything, when you show people that you're just as vulnerable as them, you know, it almost gives you more credibility because you're being honest. Yeah. And I think sometimes with blogs, um, you know, bloggers are sometimes accused of of only showing the best aspects of their life and only, you know, showing the success they're having or the beautiful, clean studio area, you know, (laughs) when we all know that that's not how our lives are most of the time. And, um, you know, while I totally can understand why there are people that say, you know, I don't really want to, you know, have a terrible, you know, if I have a terrible day, I don't want to just dump all of my crap into a, a blog post and then make everyone else feel like crap. That they <laughs> you know, and I, and I totally understand that because no one really wants to read the Dorothy Downer right. blog entry. However, I think, you know, I've had things that didn't go exactly right. And you just kind of, you know, put it out there. Um, you know, but a lot of times I write about stuff in the past tense. Like I give myself a little bit of time. Um, like I have an issue I'm going to be writing about soon that, you know, I'm going to give myself a little more time, you know, so it's not going to be a bitter post. It will be a humorous post. Um, and um, I'm actually going to roll the thing into my artwork. So, you know, I'm, I'm finding a way to own my crap, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, when when you you like art and you like craft, I mean, that does give you a, a way of coping with the world. You know, it's kind of like all the things that happen to us, you know, we get to. And then when you throw art journaling into the mix, um it's really with a collision of, of daily life and art, mm-hmm. and, and I think it can be wonderfully healing mm-hmm. and also a great celebration of, of people's lives. And I think it's just wonderful that you have this book out there that's really you know meant to inspire people to kind of join in. It's really hard to have the discipline to sit down and, you know, I go through spurts every year, it seems like January 1, I decide, okay, this year... Every day I'm going to write and it lasts, it'll last like two weeks, you know, and, and then it's like, I just, and then you feel guilty, you know, you look uh-huh. and you're like, okay, I haven't written for three weeks and I can't remember everything that's happened to me in the last three weeks, you know, and where, you know, sometimes just being able to like, you create something on the page. And I don't know if you could talk a little bit about your experience with this, but when you create an art journal, um, you know, you're, do you do, how often do you do this? I mean, are you doing this every day or? Actually, I was just journaling before you called, and um, yeah, I, tr- I mean, I try to do it a little bit every day, and, and sometimes there, I mean, I can be sitting in my studio and staring at my computer and nothing, you know, I mean, like, I'm trying to do work stuff, and I can hear my journal kind of going, Dawn, Dawn, come to me, you know, it's it's kind of a, I don't know, it, it's it's kind of strange, and then there are other days where I don't want to journal at all, and that's fine and good, too, I mean... Mm-hmm. I, I really think that, um, you know, I, ha- I have a lot of people who say, well, I just never know what to journal about because, you know, my, my life is boring. And it's like, well, mine's not a soap opera either, you know. I mean, I, I, have, <laughs> I have an everyday ordinary life too, you know. I don't, I mean, I, the, the best thing, the best journal pages can be about the everyday ordinary things, you know. Right. Like I, I was, there was one day I was walking my dog, Lucy, who is actually, she stars in my blog banner all the time. Um, I love that name, by the way. <laughs> love, and, and, and Lucy, is, she's a wonderful dog. She's a rescue dog. Um, but I, wa- I walk her around the lake in my neighborhood. And um, there was one day I was walking her, and I, I just started making all these observations in my head. And I thought, this is a journal page. You know, this, this totally is a journal page. Going and picking your kids up from school is a journal page. You know, going to the grocery store can be a journal page. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, 
you know, uh, Hemingway, you know, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, anything like, you know, masterful. It's, it's you, it's, it's your life. And, you know, I, I have some, I've, I've heard some people say, well, you know, there are, there are different kinds of journal artists and, you know, some tend to document just like the everyday stuff and, and they're not really putting themselves in there, but well, yeah, you are, you are putting yourself in there. Well, cause it's it your everyday stuff, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's your life. And, you know, you can go back and like, look at it and go, oh my gosh, I, I mean, little things that you wouldn't have even remembered right. if you didn't have that journal. And I think it's cool to be able to look back and, you know, kind of reflect on those things that, you know, you wouldn't otherwise, uh, you know, remember at all. Well, and also having the artifacts of your yeah. life, too, I think is really interesting. Yeah, I think people shouldn't undermine the value of, like, even, like, a, a receipt, you know, mm-hmm. to show, like, the quirky combination of things you were buying at the drugstore on this particular day, yeah. you know? I mean, because it could be kind of a, you know, story, like, the run and then you'll be like, oh, yes, that was the day I ran my nylons at the big yeah. business <laughs> meeting, you know? I mean, and it's, like, it will trigger, like, the whole story that pours out. That might not seem like a big deal now, but it could be fun later on, so. Well, and it's, it's also, too, what, what I like to do is um, when I start my pages, you know, like I said, I, I put down either a watercolor kind of wash or an acrylic wash, and then I'll just start picking out things from, because I have a stash of, like, you know, collage stuff that I like to use and just, like, little bits of things that I find in magazines or um, paper source catalogs are great, you know, anything that has, like, a lot of, like, patterns and stuff. Um, anthropology catalogs are really wonderful for that too. Oh, I love and, those. Yeah. Um, just to, you know, kind of cut little bits of those out. And sometimes I'll do like little borders, you know, around my page to kind of start it off. And, and a lot of times I will add one or two images of my relatives, like from way back, because it's just, I mean, even if they don't have anything to do with what I'm writing about on the page, it's still part of me, you mm-hmm. know, they're, they're a part of me. And so, um, you know, I, I had one page where I, oh my gosh, I just didn't know what to do with it. So I put this picture of my uncle Bud when he was probably like 12 and, um, I had him on the page and then it was like a black and white photo. It was a great vintage photo and I cut him out completely from the photo. And then I had done like a lot of little doodling and stuff. And then I kind of, I filled it in over a lot of, like a quite a long period of time um, I had gone to Art Fiber Fest last year, and I finished kind of, you know, writing and journaling on it. And the page is now, it's like a total mishmash of stuff. But it's like, that's cool. You know, it doesn't have to be all tied in together. You know, it doesn't have to be all done in one sitting. You know, mm-hmm. you can do journal pages in several sittings. There are a lot of journal artists I know who will have journal pages in stages and all different stages throughout their journals and they'll you know you'll be flipping through and they'll say oh well that's not done and it's like yeah that you can tell you know it's not done and and um you know some artists say you know oh you know that is done and that's you know i mean i think it's up to you when it's done personally right right but i mean you can tell you can pretty much tell i mean you know by their other their other quote finished pages Mm -hmm. you know what pages they're still working on and that kind of thing but it's it's not something that you have to, you know, you don't have to sit down and whip up this page and, you know, in a day or an hour or whatever. It can can be done over a long period of time if you want. Well, a typical page, when like today when you sat down and you're working on a page, did you, um, if you're because if you're putting down some paint beforehand, you can't just start writing right away. Like how, no, how long, do you use a blow dryer to dry it faster? Or? Well. <laughs> Well, what I usually do is I do like what Tisha Moore does. Um, she, I learned her journaling method. Um, I personally, I think of her as the 
first lady of art journaling because she is just really incredible. And she's got several pages um, from her journals in the book as well. Um, but what she does is she will go through her journal and she'll paint like maybe 10 or, you know, 12 pages at a time. So she'll like just sit down with her watercolors and she'll just, you know, pull out a bunch of, you know, different colors and stuff and she'll just paint um, a bunch of the pages and, you know, and, and let them dry. And, and then, you know, she'll go through, she has like other pages where she's already painted them and she just starts to like, you know, put collage bits on them. And she does a lot of work with borders and stuff around her pages. Um, but she'll like, you know, that's her next stage is where she'll lay down like a lot of collage pieces. And then her next stage is where she starts to go through, um, you know, she'll go back through and she'll find those pages where she's just collaged and painted. And then she'll start to kind of doodle and she'll start to do her journaling and her text work and stuff. So does she so, go in order? Like from no, page one uh-uh. to, okay. No, no. I definitely don't go in order. Okay, I mean, so, I, I, there's, there's, I don't think that there, you have to, feel forced to be chronological or to go from start to, you know, finish, you know, beginning to end in a journal. That, that's just, that will really, that can really stunt you. And so you just should feel free to be able to move about in your journal or whatever, you know, like sometimes I'll flip through and I painted a bunch of pages, different colors, and I'll grab, you know, whatever page I gravitate toward, whatever color I'm feeling, that's the page I start working on because, you know, I don't, you shouldn't ever feel like you're forcing yourself, you know, to do a page. Like you have one choice and it's the next page. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, what's interesting about that is I know just watching my daughter, because I like to give, she prefers blank notebooks, which is really uh-huh. interesting and she's four. And so I'll wow. give her these notebooks and she'll, she'll start usually, you know, first page or two, she'll write something or doodle or draw something. And then she'll flip like several pages she might do a couple pages in a row and then she like flips to the back and she'll do some you know and then she'll and she's always searching for that free page the open page you know but she doesn't go in order and she doesn't and I'm thinking a lot of kids when you give them a notebook they don't go in order and for some reason when we grow up we think oh we have to go to the next page so I think it's wonderful that you guys are reclaiming that you know yeah it doesn't have to be all neat and tidy you know it doesn't have to be perfect from start to finish it's a rather liberating experience for people to feel like they can just you know, skip around and do yeah. what the, their creative spirit moves them to do and really, um, yeah, just go with it. Yeah. So. And it, it, it's, there's, like I said, there are no rules, you know, journaling is not about rules. It's not, it's, it's about what you want to make of it and what you want to bring to the table and bring to the journal. And that's all it should be. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't feel like there's any right or wrong way to do it because what, what may work for one person doesn't work for another and if you want to get into it more, you know, you, you, you know, and learning about technique and stuff, I mean, there are so many good books out there on, on different methods of art journaling. And I've, I've taken a lot of workshops with a lot of different journal artists. And I think that really helps, too, because it kind of helps. And even now, I still take journaling classes. And I've, I've had some teachers who say to me, well, you could teach this class. Why aren't you teaching the class? And I think, yeah, but I just love learning different processes and different ways of thinking and different approaches. So there's nothing wrong with, you know, going out there and, and, and learning all different kinds of approaches and, and different methods and how people, you know, do their, you know, layer their pages because what may work for them, you know, may not work for you, but you're definitely going to take something away from that and bring it into your process. And right. That's the beauty of it. There's a workshop coming up out in California. The Convencioni, um, the ZNE um, art group um, is doing a um, convention with, I think, I think they've got, um, I can't remember how many different teachers they have there, but they're having um, a one full day of workshops, 
um, where you can, you know, you have your um, selection of workshops that you can take. They have a um, an, a keynote speech by Sark. Yes, who who's awesome. Incredible. And I can't wait to meet her. And they're having a screen, screening of the Thousand Journals Project film, which is not the same as our book. It's a totally different thing. Um, the Thousand Journals Project, which we actually do have some pages from that project in our book. Um, the Thousand Journals Project was done by a man named Brian Singer out of San Francisco, where he just decided to release 1,000 journals into the world and let them kind of just go all over the world and have different journal journals uh, or different artists journal in them. And um, they're all out there somewhere. He said he doesn't know where most of them are, but um, this is a screening of that documentary. So I'm very excited to see that. And then on Sunday, we're having a, um, a vendor show where all the teachers and other artists will be um, selling their wares. And we will be having a gallery show of the um, some of the original pages that are in Thousand Artist Journal pages. Well, that's pretty exciting. So I'm very excited about that because I think that um, the contributors are extremely excited, and I'm so happy about it. Um, I've gotten such a great response from them. Um, they're sending in their original pages, and they're um, they want people to see the you know the actual pages that are in the book. So it'll be it'll be really fun. Well, and how wonderful for you to have you know this be your first book project that you've really worked on from start to finish, and it's yeah. beautiful. It's really Thank beautiful, you. and. Thank you. Uh, you know, to have, uh, and congratulations to all the folks who got in this book, because I think they're in good company, because Tisha's in there, you know, and you yes. consider her, mm-hmm. you know, top notch, and um, I think anybody else that gets to share space in this book with her, I mean, that's got to be a, a pretty high compliment to them, too, and, and some well, of these and folks it, are, You know, it wasn't just about showing, you know, people who had been journaling for a while and had a lot of their work out there. I wanted to really show, you know, people who may not have had that exposure, and there are a lot of artists in there that their work has never been shown or published before. And so, um, and they're, they're very, you know, they're very talented mm-hmm. journal artists. You know, I was really honored that there were so many people who wanted to submit to the book. And even, even some that, that emailed me and said, I don't even care if I'm in the book. I just can't wait to see the book because <laughs> you know, a thousand journal pages is going to be so inspiring. And so, I mean, I really, I had a great, you know, place to start anyway. So um, I, I'm I'm really just so grateful to all the people who submitted and trusted us and you know with their work and everything. Well, nice job and congratulations Thank on you. the success of this. So, what can we expect next from you? Do you have another project in the works? Um, actually, I'm writing a, a kids book. Um, really, it's a kids journaling book, and it's going to be published in spring of 2010 with Gibbs Smith Publisher in Salt Lake City, and it's going to be. It's really, I'm really going to try to make it a book that anybody would want to use if they're starting out in journaling. Well, it sounds great. Well, be sure to let me know when that's coming out. Okay. Because I like to update people on, you know, what past guests are doing. And, uh, yeah, we'll let people know that that's out. Plus, I'd I'd be very interested in checking that book out myself because it sounds, I mean, I I have a lot of craft books, actually, that are meant for kids. But Mm -hmm. I find that they're great because it gets down to basics. And especially if I'm trying to teach somebody else or I want to give somebody else, like, say, here, borrow this book. It will help you. Mm-hmm. you know? yeah. um, so I think um, you're right. I, and I think it's great that you're approaching the project that way. So it would be kind of like eight to infinity. It would be the uh-huh. age that would apply. So that, that's <laughs> great. That's wonderful. Um, and I saw something on your blog about a zine. Do you have a zine coming out? I want to put together a zine of my prompt because I've had such a great response from those. And I've had people who've emailed me and said, well, you know, I really, I love your prompts, but I want to be able to take them with me, you know, and I, and I, 
I can only access them via computer and, you know, could you print out something? And so I'm really thinking about putting a zine together. I've been thinking about it for a while and it's been, you know, how those back burner projects just kind of sit there and kind of simmer. And so I'm really hoping to get to that soon because I've gotten quite a bit of requests for that. And then I'm also, I'm always trying to cook up things. I think I have ADD sometimes because I tend to kind of have a lot of things kind of cooking in my head. And I just put out, actually, too, just put out a, a request for to see people's travel journal pages because I'm, I'm thinking about doing something on my own with that. So I'm not really sure. I mean, um, I've, I've got another proposal I'm working on for uh, Rockport Quarry as well. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff coming down the pike. So it's all good. Well, that's great. <laughs> it sounds like you're busy, you're happy. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, who better to do it as a, a zine than a designer? Yeah. When you're able to like connect with all the, you know, over 200 artists and bring them together yeah. in the pages of a book. I mean, that's really awesome. So Oh, it was it was, it was it really made me realize that we're, we're all the same. Oh yeah, know? yeah, and I that's mean, the beauty of it. It's it was great. It was great. I mean, I I hit that when I I was working on I was writing the introduction and I you know, it was just like, yeah, I mean, you know, we're all, we all are like minds. We all kind of want the same things and we all want to be creative and, and enjoy, you know, creativity and all that kind of stuff. And, and it just really made me realize that how really small this world can be, you mm-hmm. know, especially when, I mean, you have the internet and you have, you know, I mean, I met people through doing the book that I, I never would have, I mean, not personally met them, but, you know, like met them online to the point where I do, I mean, I have online, you know, friendships with these people. And that's just what's so cool is that mm-hmm. I never would have met, you know, Joy Lau from Tokyo. She's, she's incredible. She, she does some great work. And, you know, we, we've participated in a couple different projects now together. And, um, you know, it, I mean, and Hannah Anderson, I mean, her, her too. I mean, she, she's going to be working in a Moleskin project with me that I've organized. So, you know, it's, it's just, there's so many different people out there and, um, but they're all very much the same. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. I think it's the internet is, I just kind of wish it was invented. I wish Al Gore would have invented it a little bit sooner. You know? Yeah. <laughs> God bless you, Al. I, 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 <laughs> I love you, Al. <laughs> you know? I mean, so, yeah, I think, I mean, it is it is wonderful because I know, I mean, obviously we wouldn't be talking if there wasn't a thing, yeah. this internet thing. So, yeah, I really, for sure. it's really changed my life, I know, too. Well, I thank you so much for all the time you spent with oh, me no today. Problem. I really appreciate that. A special thanks to Dawn for sharing her story with us this week. That's really great. Uh, be sure to go to craftsanity.com to download a PDF prompt. It's a little project for you to try to get yourself uh, art journaling. And be sure to leave a comment about this week's show so you can get in the drawing to win a copy of 1,000 Artist Journal Pages. It's a great book. I think you'll want to have it on your shelf. So good luck to everyone. Just tell me about you know anything related to the show, about your journaling experience, or feel free to include links to, if you're art journaling. Um, include a link to back to your, your art journal page. And a special thanks to ConnectingThreads.com for sponsoring this episode of Craft Sanity. Really appreciate it. Visit ConnectingThreads.com for affordable quilting fabric tools, patterns, and other supplies. And you can also download some free beginner quilting patterns. And quilting fabric over there starts at $5.96 a yard. Thanks again for sponsoring. And if you're looking to sponsor an upcoming episode of Craft Sanity, feel free to go to the Craft Sanity website, click on the sponsor link, And there's some information there about how you can become a sponsor of a future show. Thanks again to all of you for tuning in. I really appreciate that. And uh, for your patience, it it took me a little bit to get this episode out. But 
that's how the ball bounces sometimes. And I uh, want to remind you that I have a, an after show that's a mini interview with Memory Makers magazine editor Beth Williams. We talked a little bit about the trends and what's the latest with scrapbooking. Craft Sanity, my friends, it works for me. Thanks for listening to the Craft Sanity podcast with Jennifer Ackerman Haywood. Visit craftsanity.com for more information about today's guests and links to subscribing to the podcast. Want to support the show? Follow the link to vote for Craft Sanity on Podcast Alley once a month. You can also make a donation or buy goods at the Craft Sanity store. Have a suggestion for a future guest or have other feedback? Email jennifer at craftsanity.com. Thanks again for listening to Craft Sanity. Okay, this is Jennifer Ackerman Haywood with Craft Sanity here at the Great American Scrapbook Convention with Beth Williams, and you are the executive editor of Memory Makers Magazine. Which was the first, I understand. Right, it was the first in the scrapbooking market, uh, premiered back in 1996. Wow, so you've been on the cutting edge, you know, your publication. I know you're, you haven't been there all 12 years, but right. uh, <laughs> we don't want you to, you know, someone to get upset. You know? That's right, there have been many brave people before me. Yeah, yeah, yeah but You've been there how long now? I've been there about 18 months. Okay. And, and so I love it. And you've been scrapbooking for quite a long time. For a long time. I, uh, my husband and I adopted a little girl from China, and that's how I first got started in scrapbooking, was lots of photos from China and her referral photo and things like that that I really wanted to make sure we preserved. Wow. And so how old is your daughter now? She's seven. Wow. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. So that's kind of... Your love for your daughter is what really brought you into exactly, and I think that's common with a lot of scrapbookers. That, yeah, you know, a big life event is what pulls them in, whether it's a wedding, an anniversary, or the birth of a child. I think that's what leads us to really reflect on our lives and want to make memories and also be able to recall exactly you know, ten years later what right. happened. Right. Scrapbooking is just extraordinary in the sense that it seems like people are really still flocking to it. It's not like this fad that like became very popular and faded out. This really has staying power. And what do you think it is about scrapbooking that really makes it so appealing? I think what really makes it appealing, it, it is the big life events, but the latest trend, frankly, is just capturing everyday moments, whether it's, you know, my daughter playing out on the swing set with a friend or, um, you know, a favorite restaurant that we go to every Wednesday night for craft night. It's remembering those moments that make up a person or a family's life. And so I think as busy as people are these days, as as focused as people are on technology, they're looking for a way to kind of get back to their roots. And I think scrapbooking is a great way to allow them to do that. I agree. And I think, I, I know for me, I haven't gotten so good at the scrapbooking part. Like I take, mm-hmm. I document everything. You take pictures every day, all day long. And now my kids are actually to the point where they're not phased when I bring the camera out or I right. have a camera with me because they're so used to it. <laughs> so I guess they're prepared if they ever become wildly famous. <laughs> it's like they live with the paparazzi basically. Sure. But um, I, I, I think that's great that people are now really thinking that way. Like, okay, it's not just the first day of school photo, which is a great exactly. photo. Everyone wants that mm-hmm. photo. But how about, you know, Eating ice cream at the ice cream shop, the messy face, you know, right. the messy face photo that's so great, or before you wipe the spaghetti off your child. Exactly. In their high chair, those you know. are the real moments. Right. And, and I think that's, there's, people are really looking for honesty mm-hmm. to, again, life is so busy and there's so much advertising and, and so many kind of manufactured things in life that right. they're looking for a way to capture the spaghetti on the face and, and just, you know, it kind of goes back to Americana, just real life. Um, and, you know, you say you're not scrapbooking, but you are. If you're, if you're saving your photos on a computer, 
you know, you're capturing your family's memories. And so some people scrapbook on, on paper, some use their computer, some um, choose to use journaling, and other people just put maybe the date and the place. So scrapbooking, just what it used to be, is kind of a whole different thing now. It's, it really is about the documentation mm-hmm. in whatever form that works for you as an individual. Well, what's really refreshing, too, is, as you said, we're all high-tech now, where we email, mm-hmm. we don't write letters as much as we used no. to. And it's really great that people are getting back to basics where they're actually taking time to say, okay, I want to get this photo. Even if I don't put it in a scrapbook right now, I have it. And there are some great digital options as well. Exactly. Free services online where you can, you know, do, are there any that you recommend? I, I don't know if your, book, your um, magazine has covered a lot about the digital. Yeah, aspect. there are a lot where you can get free digital kits or, or digital kits inexpensively we are storytellers.com is is a great one and then of course there are all the online photo services whether shutterfly statfish etc where you can just upload your photos and into photo books mm-hmm. um, so there are just lots of options these days and again scrapbooking isn't i like to say it's not your grandmother's scrapbooking you know there are lots of different options well and one of the things too where the debate has come in and i know in the circles where I've traveled where I kind of float between you know fine artists and also the, mm-hmm. the cra- traditional crafters people who don't consider their their work art at all even though sure. I beg to differ um, I think right. pretty much everybody who's creative has potential and is an artist really but the the debate about scrapbooking which I know you've delved into this issue yourself is scrapbooking art or craft or how do you define that for you and for your readers I feel the same way that you do that anything that you're doing that has the slightest bit of creativity you're capturing art. So some people feel like scrapbooking is just, okay, I'm just putting words and pictures on paper. Others are spending more time exploring the media. They're using paint and they're using collage and doing a lot of different things. To me, there's room for both kinds of of, um, memory makers. And frankly, it doesn't matter which you are. And that's kind of how we feel in our magazine. There's room for both at one time, you may be both yourself, you know, mm-hmm. either, you know, on a completely different day, you know, Tuesday, I may be a scrapbooker, Wednesday, I may be more of an artist. And so um, I, I just think that labeling is, is just really kind of isn't necessary for this craft, hobby, passion, whatever it is. It's personal to each individual. Well, and the nice thing, too, is because there are so many products available on the market, mm-hmm. it does make it accessible. Because for some people, the blank page is a terrifying thing. Exactly. And they might need a die cut. Uh, right. Words that, or text that says, happy birthday. Sure. Because they're not comfortable putting their own handwriting, or maybe they don't like their own handwriting. Right. Or maybe they are nervous about putting gesso down and then right. smearing paint and seeing what happens. Uh, for me, I personally like the mystery of that because I don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. Sometimes it's completely disappointing, and I wish I would have had the die cut <laughs> text and you know, sure. the little template that says put photo here. Um, <laughs> other times, though, I, I really enjoy the freedom of just being able to do whatever I want and color outside the lines. But mm-hmm. And that is great about but scrapbooking in general is that you can go any direction you want. Exactly, and, and from one day to the next, you can be either... So, yeah, that's really is what's great about it. And I think that's what really draws people to it. And it's also very therapeutic, too. Uh, Again, people don't get as much time to create as they might like, again, with all the technology. And so I think being able to sit down 
And again, whether it is at your computer or if it's at your kitchen table, people are looking for a way to express themselves. And, and scrapbooking allows them to do that. Well, what's nice, too, is scrapbooking used to be, when it first started, it was really capturing, like, you know, maybe replacing the baby book, the traditional baby right. book, or a, a, a book for your child growing up, the school mm-hmm. years. Now, I mean, people are even scrapbooking things that aren't positive in the sense, you know, like traumas they've gone through, or maybe they've battled with an eating disorder. Or, right. So it's kind of almost blurring the lines between um, scrapbooking and art journaling quite a bit. Where it's Definitely. Like, and that's been interesting to see, because I know in one of the books I saw on, on your table over there, mm-hmm. um, one of the F&W publications, their slacker mom was one of the headlines on that. Right. And so it was a mom saying, okay, this is kind of where I feel like I could be, I'm not perfect, you know, but kind right. of celebrating who she is at this point. And... It was a label she put on herself and mm-hmm. kind of owned it and said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And, right. well, you know, it's kind of interesting to see people taking scrapbooking in that direction. Right. I, I, we're seeing a lot of women scrapbooking about breast cancer and, and being a survivor, um, seeing a lot about adoption, about death. You know, um, it's kind of, again, it's very therapeutic. And it's, again, being very honest, which... You know, some people keep their their scrapbook pages private, and so they're just for them, which is great. And others will use those as family history. Mm -hmm. And I think either way is fine. You know, but again, it's telling your story, your way, Mm -hmm. which is really important. For sure, for sure. It is really interesting to see how people have taken this. And Mm -hmm. it's so much more than just putting the birthday cake photo and saying, oh, this is when Johnny was four. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. um, it's a document, you know the ups and downs of life does make it even more authentic. Exactly. And people looking back, whether it's your children or your children's children, I think they're going to be able to see kind of the whole person. And now with (laughs) digital imagery, I mean, it's really interesting that while we're emailing and not writing letters, you can even use your emails, email correspondence, make a journal that way. If you, you know, connect with family and friends that way, you can use some of those emails. Right. A lot of people are printing out their emails and blog entries and using those on scrapbook pages or turning them, like you said, into journals. Because again, that's an area where you're very honest for the, you know, for the most part, people are, when they're corresponding with family and friends, that they're showing their true self. And you're probably talking about things you wouldn't necessarily even write maybe in your own like if you if you're recording things or you're, you're sitting down, you don't, maybe don't even make time to write this down for yourself. You write right. something down, send it to a friend. The beauty of email is you have a copy. Exactly. If you keep those, mm-hmm. so that's really kind of cool. Where do you think scrapbooking is going next? I think it's open to interpretation. I think we're seeing a lot more art. We're seeing more paint. We're seeing more collage. And yet, as it's moving that direction, we're also seeing a swing back to more multi-photo layouts. For a while, the trend had been just one photo layouts with um, a word like dream or inspire. And now people are really trying to get back, I think, to showing more of an event or more of an everyday occurrence. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's definitely happening. I think there's also containerization, I like to call it, which is using the mini albums and kind of personalizing those mini albums for each child or for grandparents, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just the one big book. Exactly. And then the other big trend, and it's been a trend for a few years, is um, to scrapbook non-chronologically. And so people are using um, basically three-ring binders and, and page protectors and just dropping their layouts into the page protectors and moving them around however they want. So it's not like, okay, I've got to start from the time uh, we got engaged to my third child. 
No, you can do, oh, here's the birth of my third child, still have never done the birth of my first child, that sort of thing. Right. And it's okay. It doesn't matter. You do whatever you want to do when you feel like doing it. Well, and it's probably easier if you start scrapbooking today to do the most recent thing to, to the, you know that just happened right. where you can get that done and not have the guilt of when you start at right. the birth and you're like, man, I have 10 years to catch up with. Exactly. You know, if you just start doing things as you come across the photos or whatever, that's right. pretty um, empowering where people feel like they can make their own rules as opposed to following Definitely. the chronology. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. because if you know, you already feel like you're behind, and there, as you, you use the word guilt, and I yeah. think that's very common. And, it shouldn't and be there should be no guilt. <laughs> exactly. It should be a fun and enjoyable pastime or hobby or passion or art form or whatever exactly. you want to call it. And if you're feeling bad about it, right? You know, but I think women, especially, we're really good at that. We are very good at that. We are extremely good at that, and I think we need to cut ourselves a break. Yeah, I think so, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to something that's supposed to be therapeutic and fun for us. Right. You don't need more stress in your already stressful day. Now, I'm curious too about men and scrapbooking. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing more men coming to this art form? I think they wouldn't consider themselves scrapbookers per se, but I think we're seeing. More, I think, online photo book opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think they're kind of playing around with digital more. I think we're also seeing, um, thanks to MySpace and Facebook, people are, are, again, capturing memories without really realizing they're scrapbooking. But they're uploading right. photos. Hey, here we are on our fishing trip. Or, oh, we just went to this football game, and here's here you know, are my fraternity brothers right. and me. So, so they're not actually getting together and having um, no. a crapping party. No. <laughs> I would be really interested to Over hear beer and chips. Yeah. Although, the game going in the right. background. You, you know? know, although some very well could be. And I think yeah. I think the stigma is going away, you know, and I think right. that's definitely... Well, especially with the online options. I know my mm-hmm. husband put together a digital book for... His mother. And my husband put one together and for I, his sister. I thought it was really great. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, we need to make some for our own, like for our own use. <laughs> Same with us, too. <laughs> but um, he put together a really nice book, and it was, you know, he had it, they ship it to your house. Scrapbooking is such a limiting word these yes. days. We just need a better word than scrapbooking because it has such a connotation of, you know, again, kind of your grandmother's scrapbooking. Right, right. And, and it's very fresh. Um, there's lots of material options available now, really cool papers, really cool embellishments, um, you know, lots of fun things to play with. And so it's not just stickers and solid paper anymore. Now, if someone was going to start today, like Mm -hmm. say there's someone out there who is not, doesn't consider themselves a scrapbooker, but maybe they photograph all the time or they, you know, sure, or they just want to get started. Maybe they don't photograph all the time. They're not in the habit of bringing the camera when they go to the grocery store, which <laughs> not most people don't do that. But right. I mean, what advice do you have for someone who wants to start today documenting their life? Their- I, I would say just kind of go for it and, and really just sort of listen to your heart. What, what captures you know, who are you? And I think that's what this whole process is. It's who are you? Who are your friends? Who are your family? And just trying to capture those everyday moments. You could also go to memorymakersmagazine.com to get some ideas. I think it's just, again, being just really true to yourself. And you can start with just scissors, some paper, and photos. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what scrapbooking was and still is. It's about The photos, it's about the words, it's about the memories. Mm -hmm. And you can use your own handwriting. Don't be afraid. It's even better. I think it is better. Mm -hmm. Because, again, that's that's who you are. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I think something written in my hand will mean more to my daughter when I'm gone than, you know, a embellished word that says dream. Right. Right. And it's okay to mix both if you yes, want to have definitely. the embellished word that says exactly. dream. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of it. And it'll be interesting to see what in the next five years what happens with right. scrapbooking mm-hmm. and if we're even calling it that. Right. So. Exactly. Well, thank you for your time. Thank it was you, great Jennifer. to get to talk to you today. Really appreciate it.